Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers Now. I'll get to uh, your text here regarding, uh, you know, is Jordan Everlay an off-season option as a UFA? Uh, provided the numbers right, so for me, I, I, I said four million or less. Um, and based on his productivity over the last couple of years, that might be the range. But uh, we'll wait and see on that front. At this time, we're going to bring in Elliot Friedman for the River Creek Resort and Casino. Uh, this is orders now. And again, uh, speaking of the River Cree Resort and Casino, we'll tell you, Free Fallen, honoring the music of Tom Penny, January 12th at the River Cree Resort and Casino tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. We'll also say that guests on this show receive gift cards. Not Elliot, though. Not until he comes out. I think he's coming out in Edmonton. Are you coming out in March, Elliot, or uh, February? I am. Well, I thought you were coming out uh, to do uh, hometown hockey. Oh, you know, we're out there. We're in Sherwood Park next week. Oh, you're in Sherwood Park. Okay, there we go. That's what but I was. I'm not. I'm not going for that. No, well, that's because Sherwood Park doesn't want you, Elliot. No. <laughs> I can totally <laughs> understand. I make no yeah. offense to that. No, I well, get it. Sherwood Park. I get it. Uh, they they did want to play against me when I was a kid because they used to kick our butts all at St. Albert and Sherwood Park had by far the best teams. Uh, some get, oh, by, yeah. by the way, uh, St. Albert won the uh, AAA Max uh, Midget Tournament uh, this oh, past okay. weekend. Yeah, good job for St. Albert. Yep. Some guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse, now open for lunch Monday through Friday, 11.30 a.m. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow Sizzle to 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Tell uh, Rebecca and the staff at Roos Chris that orders now sent you. All right, Elliot, just before we get to what's potentially out there in the NHL. Yeah. I want to talk a little about what occurred in the aftermath of the World Juniors because yeah. as a former SID, of a, you know, so I dealt with amateur sport. I had a rule with our coaches. You're the ones getting paid. You're the ones that deal with the criticism. Yeah. Uh, I would say that the majority of the media were exceptional in that regard um, in terms of the tough questions get asked in amateur sport on the administrators and on the coaches. You can, you know, in my world, I believe you can criticize an ind- uh, an individual act. Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't like Comtois, you know, some of the flopping. The diving, yep. Yeah, but beyond that, I, I think it's horrible form for people to uh, wolf pack a player on Twitter uh, you know, they're losers. Like, yeah, losers. it's just they're they're losers, Bob. Like yeah. that's who those people are. Yeah, like, and it was... do, you think, do you think that guy, like, like I, I don't understand people. Like nobody's going to feel worse than Max Comtois about missing that right. that penalty shot. Like he doesn't. Do you think that anybody like like I, I said to someone the other day? Like actually, I got to tell you, like, the thing that really annoyed me. Not because he do it, he did it because the, he felt the need to do it. Was Di Pietro apologizing for losing the game? Yeah. Like, is that really what this is about? That this guy has to apologize to people for losing to Finland? I mean, he's a hell of a goalie. He's a really talented guy. the The time goal was a fluke. 
The winning goal was a great shot in four-on-four overtime. Does anybody think remotely for a second that Di Pietro or Comtois or anybody else, A, feels wor- doesn't feel worse than you do, or B, was trying to lose? I mean, it's like it's... It's it's embarrassing. Like it, to me, it's embarrassing that Di Pietro feels the even feels the need to apologize. Yeah. That well, it's, every, you know, everybody on the outside needs to take stock of what we're doing. That somebody feels the need to do that. You know, um, I can recall uh, we had a quarterback at the University of Alberta, and he was the best QB the school has had in 40 years. And Alberta lost to Saskatchewan in the conference final, and the coach. Mm-hmm talked about the quarterback turning the ball over. His defense gave up. He was also the defensive coordinator. And his defense gave up. Uh, they played, uh, basically sat back in cover two the entire game, put no pressure on Saskatchewan's quarterback and got picked apart. And the defense was on the field for 40 minutes. And he's calling out his quarterback after the game for turning the ball over a couple times. And I looked, oh. at, the, I looked at the coach. And at this point, I was already hosting uh, Total Sports with Spec. And I was like, I'm done with this guy. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. You're the head coach making, you know, probably 150000 bucks a year as a head coach. The best quarterback the school's ever had has helped get you to this place. And instead of saying, we needed to do this better, and, I, and I'd spoken to him in the past before about how you handle situations. Very dis- and, and so even with Tim Hunter, I was surprised with Tim. With, like his comments with Lafreniere, a 16- or 17-year-old kid, that surprised me a little. And again, in amateur sport, the ones that should be accountable for me are the administrators and the coaches. That come that heat comes with it. And once guys start getting, but those, I mean, those kids, they, they, you know, they gave it everything they had. It's not our divine right to win either. And there's things we could have done better. From uh, I'm sure there's things Tim Hunter's looking right now, going, I needed to do some things better. I, I mean, I'm sure. I'm, he, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure he will say that. Like. Like, I mean, it's devastating and it's depressing, right? Like, yeah. like look, like, obviously the, the, the World Juniors is on the other network. And yeah. it's much more their property than ours. But it's not like I'm sitting there going, oh, what a great thing for Sportsnet this would be if that yeah. these kids lose tonight. Like, yeah. it's like, you know, like, I, like, the thing is, like, sometimes I get it. Like, sometimes you're in the middle of the maelstrom. And you're like Tim Hunter, I'm sure, is sitting there. He's devastated like the rest of the kids are. And you've got all of us coming at you. Why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? How'd you blow this? How'd you blow that? And I I think you can can definitely be defensive. I get how that happens, for sure. But like the kid, like Di Pietro feeling the need to apologize, I hate that he felt that. And the Comtois thing. I mean that's just a joke. Those those people are those people who go on his Twitter and rip him. They are or Instagram or whatever it is. They are losers, and there's no other way to say it. You know what? What's funny, Elliot, is you know this show is called Oilers now, and mm-hmm. uh, you know I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group, and we try to play it as fair as we can, and uh, we get crit- we get criticism, and a lot of the criticism is really well thought out and. And it's uh, and you know it's fair and we but I have guys, I have guys in the business go. Why do you read the negative text? Why do you do that? And mm-hmm. I'm like because that is a there's a variance of the sort of text that we receive, and I want there to be a proper rep. Now if a guy's malicious and calls you a blankety blank blankety blank fat blankety blank blank, 
I can't get all the blankety blanks in. But you know, for for the for the guys that are legitimate with their criticism, we just you know we just had Berkey on, and he talked about Winnipeg not panicking when they you know and and extending uh, Shovel Day off and. Uh, Paul Maurice, which you knew took place in the summer, but wasn't announced till September, and there was criticism yeah. around the league for that. Mm-hmm. And look at the Jets now, and some people think that's a completely unfair comparable to Edmonton. And there's a degree of truth to that. But the point that Berkey's making is, you just don't fire your GM and your head coach all the time. That's not always the option. And no, you can't. You can't do it all the time because then you're a rudderless organization. You know, right. I mean, it's just like, look, like my my policy with social media is simply this. Um, I'm trying to spend less time reading my mansions. Not because they're so bad. I, you know, I get some that are very nice. I get some that are really nasty. I just think it's it's for your own clarity. You can't. A, you shouldn't spend that much time on social media. Unfortunately, it's a job, bit of part of the job description. When I get fired sure. from this job, which could be next week, I will ghost. I will be gone. But. You know, like, I, I think you have to protect your own mental health. I think you can spend too much time on there. I think you just have to move on. And so I really don't spend a lot of time reading my mentions. And I think the other thing, too, is is that, you know, people say, oh, you, you can't, you, 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 there shouldn't be negativity. People shouldn't say things like that to you. Well, of course they shouldn't, but they do. And I just feel that the best thing to do, like, I don't get in Twitter fights. I don't do stuff like that. And the best thing to do is either to shut them off or to not pay attention because it's too easy to let it get to you. We had a guy, uh, I don't even know who this individual is. Uh, he's, he's got an account that goes uh, visually better. And uh, he had a little fun with me at, uh, uh, you know, with Sarah Sanders, and I must say, he did a great job of superimposing uh, my face on her uh, on her on her face, uh, and it kind of you know, and and part of me was like, you know, I don't think it's funny, and the other part of me thought it was pretty funny, right? Like sometimes you know, just I'll get... say this, I get stuff like that sent to me like that all the time. Yeah, and I it, it just depends on what mood I'm in, Bob. You nailed it. Like you nailed it. Like, if I'm in a bad mood, but if I'm in a good mood, like, there's people who send me pictures. Like, my hair used to be a lot messier than it is now. Like, there were people who sent me pictures of, like, my hair all blown up, and I would laugh at that. If I was in a good mood, I would laugh at that. The other thing, too, is my grandmother always had a saying. She said, someday, somebody is going to cure cancer, and somebody's going to be pissed off at them. So you're never going to please everyone. Wow. So don't worry about the people that you're never going to please. Worry about the people that you know appreciate uh, what you do or are interested in genuine conversation, good or bad. Well, and again, we have on this, I mean, we have a, as you know, we have a strong following with the show in this market. And uh, I don't, you know, gloat about the numbers, but I know what they are. And Mm -hmm. we have, and in terms of the texts, I would say 98.7% of the texts are, are, are pretty damn good. You know what I mean? And you get that yeah. one, you know, you get that. People and, and just I'm, want to engage. They yeah, want to engage. And right now, this fan base is not pleased. They're not the only yes. ones. They're not mm-hmm. pleased with where the orders are at. Yep. And a large portion of them have got the finger firmly planted 
at Peter Sorelli saying he's the problem. So, yes, uh, you know that's why we, you know, had Burke, you know Burke does the show as you know every Thursday, and he's yes. he's he's been in that chair. He's been there he before, has. and uh, whether you know, if I sit here and say I'm telling you right now that the Oilers have finally started to put the proper structure in place, Elliot. Mm-hmm where they're going to have real prospects in their farm system. And Peter mm-hmm. Shirelli and Keith Gretzky are the guys that have done that. Mm-hmm. It's not good enough for the fans. I just want Shirelli fired. Like, like you can't please him. All right, very quickly, let's get mm-hmm. to some trade talk. Uh, your assessment okay. on the two deals that Shirelli made on Sunday. You know, I, I have no issue with the, uh, with the Petrovic one. I, I think that, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, Petrovic was um, – uh, was a guy who was rising, and for whatever reason, uh, this coaching staff in Florida just didn't believe in him. And I'm okay with that. Like, it happens. Um, but, you know, I, I wish that – I had first heard Petrovic's name in trade rumors last year, and I wish that Florida had done it then. Because it, it the last year and a half just didn't help him. I think he was a guy who had a chance to be a, a, a pretty good NHLer, and it's very difficult to get better when you're sitting for a year and a half, basically. And I think he was excited to come home. I think there's something there. And I hope that he, with uh, regular playing time, he can regain the path he was on. Because I do think that Petrovic has, could be a useful player. And I just hope he finds it back in Edmonton. I, I was confused about the Kajula for Manning one. Me, me too. And, me too. And not... Not not because I have anything negative with Brandon Manning. I just, first of all, I was surprised that you guys would take a guy who had another year under contract. Um, with some of the contract issues that you guys have, I was I I didn't I, I was surprised that you would go down that road. And secondly, I was surprised that you would trade Kajula. Like, look, I get that he's not a, a first All Star or anything like that. Like the other guys you have, some of the other guys you have on your team. But he competed hard for you. He at least produced for a team that uh, needs to score goals. It just the, the trade surprised me. I, I I just didn't think acquiring a guy who had another year under term uh, for a guy like Kajula who'd been helpful to you, it, it was one that, like I said, I, I was surprised by it. But I had no problem with the Petrovic one, and I think that um, I think that he's got a chance to help you guys. What do you, you need? Think he- someone to believe in him, and, and you guys can do it for him. Well, I like that he's the right shot. I like his size. Um, you know, he's also got history with a guy like Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who is very quietly had a really good year at Edmonton, and mm-hmm. I will tell you, uh, has the respect of his teammates, and uh, he has a quiet influence in that room. Elliot Friedman joining us for the River Creek Resort and Casino again, the Tom Penny tribute, uh, Tom Petty tribute show on the twelfth uh, of uh, January. That's pretty good. Yes. Uh, All righty. Um, Give me a range. The Oilers play the Kings tomorrow. What do you think the cost is for Jake Muzzin, and what do you think the cost would be for Tyler Toffoli? I hear the cost for Muzzin is really high, Uh, and it should be. The guys played great this year. Like I, I do think that if the Kings trade him, and I still think there's a chance they're going to do it, uh, I think it's it's high. I've been told it's high, and you know what? It should be. They should be asking a lot. So, so what would that be? Like a first rounder and a prospect, or? I think at least that. Okay. And it could be more. Because he's got another year under contract, right? Yep. So it's not like you're you're dealing a guy who's going to be an unrestricted free agent. And and Muzzin, the way he's playing this year, he's a difference maker. He's been 
you know, I'll tell you this. Like, Dowdy's going to the All-Star game, and that's on reputation. I get it. But if you were taking a defenseman on that team, we deserve to be there the most. This year, it's Muzzin. So okay. you're trading a guy who's, at, at, who's going at a pretty high level. So I think the price is high. Um, to Foley, you know, uh, it's tougher. Like, he, I, I think that the, he's a talented guy who simply is not himself. I think that's a tougher trade to make because you're, you're, if you're the Kings, you're worried if you're trading him, you're trading him when he's a depreciated asset. Um, and, you know, like, and I think that that's kind of the problem is that I'm sure the Kings, what they're asking, and uh, the other teams are saying, well, he's not that this year. So I, I think with Toffoli, I think that's the biggest question, Bob, is what's the difference between the way the Kings have seen him play and what other teams are seeing him play right now? All right. Uh, switching focus to a different organization, the Ottawa Senators. So currently yep. uh, they don't have Thomas Shabbat, who's a wonderful, it was an excellent pick uh, yep. for, for Ottawa. I'm going to ask you about Cody Ceci. He's, yep. uh, he's probably, what, is he a legitimate top four right shot defenseman in your opinion? Because he plays the minutes. He's not a top two guy. I think in a good situation, he's on your second pair, and he can make a difference. Okay. Uh, You know they're going to try to sign Stone. I don't know if they sign. uh, Well, give me handicap the probability that they re-sign Duchesne, then re-sign Stone. I think it's. I think Stone is. My handicap is that Stone is more likely than Duchesne. Okay. But to me, the to me the biggest question there, Bob, is. When's Ottawa's drop dead date on those guys? You know, I, I, so I work on Wednesday, as you know, with McLean and, and Burke, two former GMs. And one of the things I asked them just off there on Wednesday is so the trade deadline, the last week of February, I think it's the 25th. Yeah. Like, how long before do you need that? If you're Ottawa, when do you say, hey, guys, I got to know? And Burke said 14 days, and Doug agreed with him. So I'm sitting there and I'm saying, okay. So you've probably got about five weeks to know if you're going to be able to sign those guys before you have to make a decision on whether or not you're trading them. Now, to me, the thing with CC is it's all tied into that. And it is yes. that, you know, you've got Cody CC, who's a guy who's from Ottawa and from what I understand would be happy to stay for the right contract. Um, he, although he is an RFA, we should mention. He's not a UFA yet. I, I think the thing becomes is, if if you can't keep Stone and Duchesne, are you trading CC too? Like you got to sign somebody. Yeah. So I, I wonder if all of this is tied into each other. I think if CC goes anywhere, it's a deadline move once they know what they've got. Yeah. What I envision happening here, Elliot, is uh, Stone does get signed, Duchesne gets moved. It'll be a number one for sure coming back because obviously they got to get a number. One. And yes. Then, you know, because they've, they've lost the number one for the Deshane deal, uh, you know, a year and a half before. And then then I believe CC will be in play at that stage. And that, that way, you know, Dorian can go back and say, look, we got two number ones for a couple guys. Um, to me, CC's a, he's probably a four. Uh, and he's not a, I think there's more offense. For whatever reason, he's been passed by Shabbat. Uh, yeah, know, Shab- well, Shabbat's and, a really talented guy. Yeah, he's he's, and yeah. but I do think that CC in the right situation could be a eight goal, thirty to thirty five point defenseman, and mm-hmm. I do think he could help a couple teams out there in the National well, Hockey League. Well, I, I think I think your GM really likes Cody CC a lot. So if you told me he was fishing for 
Cody CC in and around there. Yeah, I've never, I've never had that conversation with Peter about that. So I'm not asked. I'm not. Don't worry. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not uh, giving away any nuclear secrets here, Bob. I think. That, yeah. I, I think that. Um, you know, I think that your GM likes Cody CC, and if you told me he was fishing around there for him, and I'm just saying if I'm not saying that you ever have. Right. If you were to tell me that he was down you. there for him, it wouldn't surprise me. St. Louis, uh, very quickly, uh, with the Blues, uh, another team uh, that can't win at home. Jake Allen can't win at home. Mm-hmm. You know, I, are you tired? I, are, you, are you tired of talking about St. Louis, Elliot? No, I just think that what it is is like everybody knows what their situation is, and when Doug Armstrong gets something that says pull the trigger, he'll pull the trigger. But I, I bet you he probably hasn't gotten anything yet that makes him say, you know, look, I think Tarasenko, Peter Angelo, I think those, Peter Angelo, I think those guys are out there. And it's just wow. a matter of do you, do you get something that you want to make you pull the trigger? Yeah. Awesome stuff. Uh, Elliot, we appreciate your time. Um, and we got a wonderful text that came in regarding our um, discussion on who to blame regarding Team Canada. It comes mm-hmm. from Jay. Bob, you know who should apologize? Noah Dobson's stick manufacturer, CCM Natsu. Their subpar product failed at exactly the wrong time. CCM owes Canada an apology. That one comes to us from Jay. So I little... saw something on social media today, Bob, that a Finnish stick company sent out a picture of their stick and saying they wanted to gift it to Noah Dobson to say, hey, from us to you, we're sending you a free stick. Yeah, yeah. Now, so. some people will laugh at that. Some people won't. I at least thought it was an interesting idea, trying to make humor out of it. Nothing wrong with a little bit of humor. No, we all need that in our lives. Elliot, uh, take care. As always, thank you for your time. Hey, you know what? i got to tell you something, Bob. We're going to talk about this on the show tomorrow night. I'll tell you one of the most interesting debates is going to be. So last year, Connor McDavid doesn't really enter the hard debate because Edmonton doesn't make the playoffs. Right. I think this year, and I've been thinking about this a lot, and we're going to talk about it tonight because you guys are the late game in L.A. I think that that may change this year. I think the fact that it's not a one-off for the Oilers, it looks like it's going to be another year out of the playoffs. I know I've been thinking about it really hard, and I think that some of the other voters, too, are going to think about it really hard. Do we have to say, okay, one year, all right, but we can we allow this to be a trend? Well, you know, he's only got 26 points in the last 12 games. In the last I two years... I follow you on Twitter. I watch you saw, you saw the numbers. I, I watch your stuff. I I see you tweet it out every game. So, like I he's, mean, we're aware. He's 16 points ahead of last year's pace. Yeah. And uh, and by the way, Dreisaitl is... Uh, and I know he's not everybody's cup of tea, but he's a hell of a player, too. too. Yeah, he's eighth in the league in scoring going into the other night. Yeah, good stuff. Thanks a lot, Elliot. Take care. Hey, Bob, have a great weekend, okay? You bye. bet. That is Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers. It's 12.55. We'll step out for two minutes. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. I want to mention to you at 12.57 at Edmonton that you can book with New West Travel. 
join Oilers now on two great road trips coming up to Nashville and Vegas to see the Oilers playing two of the most exciting arenas in the league. These Oilers now packages include airfare, accommodation, great game tickets, including a private suite in Vegas, all your transportation, a welcome reception with myself and special guests, plus parking. And we've had some great guests both on this show. Uh, and on these trips, uh, there's also parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Limited space to get on these roadies to see the orders in Nashville and Vegas for the orders now. Road trips. Call the travel experts at 780-432-7446 or online at newsTravel.com. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back at 105 Edmonton time, Alan May, a former oiler, longtime NHLer, and has worked for a number of years on the Washington Capitals television broadcast. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.